This episode of Disability After Dark has been brought to you by the worker owners of Come As You Are. Come As You Are has the peculiar distinction of being the world's only worker-owned cooperative sex shop. With feminist and anti-capitalist values, Come As You Are only carries sexuality products that they truly believe in at the lowest price possible. Get free shipping at www.comeasyouare.com using coupon code AFTERDARK. Cripple Content Creations presents Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability, with your host, Andrew Gerza. Disability After Dark with Andrew Gerza, shining a bright light on sex and disability. Content warning. The language, content, and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 4. I almost said, wow, it's not episode 4, it's episode 104 of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability. Thank you so much for clicking here. I am so excited to do this episode with you. This is going to be a good one for sure. Also, did you have a look at our new branding, our new colors? The change of of what I've done with Disability After Dark. I wanted to make it more colorful, a little bit more sexy. So now the front of the, the podcast art is me in a harness behind an orange background. My new branding will all be orange. Um, I've decided to just throw some color in there and see how I feel about it. Really excited about the new branding. Also really excited about the new podcast that I'm producing called When I Was a Disabled Kid. This one goes completely away from sexuality. Not entirely, but pretty much, yeah, entirely. It's a show where I talk about what it was like being a disabled kid with disabled adults. and It's an interview show, and I'm going to play a little, I'm going to play the teaser for it right now. Um... The teaser came out a little bit ago by the time this comes out, Um, but I'll play it right now, and I would love for you, if you're disabled and you're listening and you want to talk about your childhood, come on that show and be a part of that. You can email me at whenIwasADisabledKid at gmail.com, and I would love to have you be a part of that. And it's really just an interview show to talk about how our disabled childhoods informed who we are as disabled adults today. But on to the interview for today's show of Disability After Dark. This one is so fun. Get ready. So I'm going to play the teaser for the new podcast at the end of the episode. Don't worry, you'll hear it at the end. But for now, I want to tell you about the interview today. I'm going to be interviewing my... Do you remember episode 55 of the show where I do Porn While Disabled? And I talked about how I want to be a porn star. And if you haven't listened to that episode and you're starting the catalog backwards or something or you're you're finding random episodes, go back and listen to that. Um, this is a retelling of that kind of discussion. But this time, I have somebody in the room that I am talking with. And I talk with somebody that I am getting to know. I stumbled on this porn performer a while ago. His name is Jay Austin. He's a go-go dancer, a chef, and a porn performer, and we 
I stumbled on him on Twitter, and I immediately wanted to talk to him about about sex and disability, in part because he's so, so hot, and he was really receptive to the idea, and we started talking and started kind of playing with the idea of us being in a scene together and just joking around a bit, but then as we started talking and as we started, as I started teaching him about my experience of disability a little bit through my work, and he started sharing with me some of his desires to to understand that more, we realized that we should support each other. So I said, why don't you come on my podcast and talk to me about porn, sex, and disability together and talk to me about how that might look for you as a porn performer who doesn't have a disability. And I want to hear about your experiences with disability and what that means for you and how the industry might look at porn. We have a really, really fun and flirty conversation where we talk about porn, disability, and sexuality from his industry standpoint, from his experience. Um, he tells me a little bit about his experiences with disabled people and and his experiences being with people who are deaf and hard of hearing. And his he also admits quite freely in the episode that he is an ableist. And I thought that was really one of the most powerful moments of the episode that we did together. I just finished recording, and when he said that, I was like, overjoyed with excitement because he owned it and we often don't get to hear that from non-disabled people who are saying they're ableist and he did and that was really really powerful anyway it was a really fun conversation my porn name gets revealed you'll hear that in the in the episode i had the best time with him uh i i hope you enjoyed this discussion of porn sex and disability with my friend chef gogo dancer and nerdy sexy awkward Porn guy, Jay Austin, right here on Disability After Dark. Jay Austin, hello. Hey, how's it going, Andrew? Good, how are you? I'm doing alright, just waking up. Fun times. It's definitely not morning, and we talked like two minutes ago about why you're waking up. Why don't you, before anybody knows who you are, tell people why you're waking up right now at 7pm when we're recording. Um, I'm waking up at 7 p.m. because I start work at midnight, and I make donuts until 8 o'clock in the morning, and then I come home and go to bed. Amazing. For anybody who's like, what the fuck is, is who's this person? So, you are Jay Austin, you are a, well, I know who you are, tell people who you are. Um, my name is Jay Austin, I am a, uh, chef primarily right now, but also an adult film actor um, and ukulele player enthusiast. <laughs> such a weird, such a weird congruence of things together. So many things. Oh my god, someone's calling me. Sorry. Amazing. Oh god, it's my boss. It's alright, we're gonna ignore him. Um, <laughs> more amazing. And, and I'm not gonna cut any of that out because I don't want to edit it. So yeah! Um, oh god. So... so Cool. So tell me, so other than being a ukulele player, a porn actor, and a donut maker, which all sounds really dirty when you put porn in. <laughs> I know, right? Um, I am really excited to have you here because you and I, we met through, well, the way that I mean all my porn actors is Twitter. Um, and I was really, really, we met a few months ago and I was really, I don't know, I don't know how I stumble on you, but I probably saw you suck some dick <laughs> and i was like oh that's hot i'm there for that and you know every few months i, I reach out to new 
to people that I see who are doing porn. I, I, I throw out the disability question because I want to see, like, I, my goal is to, like, get people in the industry paying attention to disabled people that want to do porn. And anybody that listens to the show knows that I've said a number of times that I want to do porn and, and somebody should hire me. Hey there. Uh, so I, I kind of reach out to you as I do. I slid into your DMs. And it's going down in the DMs, I, Andrew. Yeah, <laughs> really is, though. <laughs> slid into your DMs and, and kind of inappropriately showed you my dick. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll touch on that later. Definitely did. Don't do that. That's, it was a totally inappropriate thing to do, but I definitely did it. Um, and I was really kind of surprised by how receptive you were to the idea about talking about about sex and disability and disability in the industry. Um, and I I was pleasantly surprised. And it seems like dis- sex and disability doesn't scare you. It isn't something that you are that you shy away from, which is rare because usually when I bring up disability to other people in the industry or people or guys who sleep with guys, their first reaction is like, oh, wow, okay. Mm. I don't know how to deal with that. Um, and you you kind of jumped right onto my, like, right onto my stuff right away. I, I immediately sent you this podcast. Phrasing, Andrew. <laughs> jumped onto your stuff right away. Well, I feel like that phrasing is perfect for this, <laughs> for this podcast. Well, you know, but you jumped onto my work and, like, started following me and supporting me almost immediately, which, again, for people in your industry that's a rarity because you you're so busy doing stuff and like you're in a very you have a very particular aesthetic to follow given what you do so i was surprised and it this is me like fangirling out right here pretty hard <laughs> um but i was really happy about it so can you all of that exposition is to say um mm. can you tell me any experiences you've had around sex and or disability that you can slash want to share let's see um I one of one of my best friends back in uh in Los Angeles his name's Matt and um he is in a wheelchair and he I'm a go-go dancer out there and so I invite him to all of my events that I dance at and like one of them you know was a party called Rough Sex and like he had never worn a harness before or like been to like a gear night or something like that and so I lent him some of my gear to come out and like hang out and like fit in and stuff like that and like I I just see everybody as people and like I, that doesn't really occur to me that you know he might feel out of his element or like that's not something he's done before because like I didn't even know if the eagle in LA was accessible it's not something I'd even considered before that point um and so I have a lot of friends who have disabilities and like they're just like sort of part of my world and like my world being very sexual it's interesting to invite people into it and and I see him and he <clears throat> Matt has more game than like anyone I have ever met I invite him to all of my parties and I and I'm not even exaggerating he will make out with somebody every single time like I don't even get that much play as a go-go dancer and, and a porn star he constantly is drawing people in and like just smacking on some really hot guys and I like I don't know I don't know what it is he's incredibly charismatic that's what it is but like I'm super jealous how <laughs> <laughs> guess the fuck up oh yeah for sure he's he's a sweetheart like, I love him. hey man if you're listening I'm in Toronto but I can get down there uh, yeah right that's well, the, apparently people are flying out to LA left and right. So I mean, I, it's hush hush right now. But <laughs> yes, they are. 
Um, you'll find out soon enough, audience. I've I've teased it, and it's coming. But yeah, that's right. Um, do you have any other experiences of disability and sex that you can share? Um, I I tend to like make out and go home with a lot of deaf guys. Um, and I think that's an effect of being dancing at clubs and stuff because a, uh, a lot of deaf people hang out at, at, at clubs with big sound systems because they can sort of feel the music right. um, as opposed to hear it. And I know a very limited amount of sign language and I'm always very proud to show it off. And I also like, I know that people who have disabilities sometimes feel invisible or, or less visible than, than other people. And so like when I see a cute guy and he happens to be deaf, like, I get excited because then I get to communicate with him. I get to like show my like very limited sign language, and like I know that he, you know, he doesn't get that all the time. Just because people see it as like a an obstacle or or a difference between them, but like that's not that's not how I view it. That's awesome, and I mean, yeah, and I think you're right. I think like I think it's really important when like people like i like that you're like oh and if i notice a deaf guy that's really cute and i want to take him home or get to know him like i like that you i like that you want to learn with them i hope that when you're with them though it's not like something where you expect them to like teach you all about disability you know (laughs) no it's not like that it's like it's just you know i want to share new experiences and i want to share it with them and then like also i like to share you know, myself with people and like I have a few talents and tricks that I enjoy sharing and like I don't know, it's it's fun. I like that the audience can't see how shy you are right now. It's sort of adorable. <laughs> because the videos I see of you are the exact opposite. So to see this kind of Jay Austin makes me like I'm having so many emotional bonus <laughs> I can't even <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Um have you ever been with a wheelchair user before? I have not. <clears throat> well, I mean... <laughs> it's the first time for everything. Just gonna throw it out there. <laughs> well, we've talked about the, the logistics of that. Are we ready for that question? We can, let's... We're jumping right in. Okay. So, I know you, you know, we we have joked, and then we kind of semi-seriously talked about what what a scene specifically between us would look like. And that's, I think, where a different, like... Because a hookup and a scene are two, like, very different things. Like, yeah. logistically, if we were to hook up, like, I mean, it would just sort of be organic and it would be awkward and messy and, like, you know, there'd be a lot of, like, fumbling around and figuring out physically how it would work. I imagine, I think we talked about this, I would, I mean, I'm more of a bottom than anything and you have a giant penis. So Correct. I imagine I would climb up on your chair and mount you like that. Correct. And... <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and, you know, like, I like kissing and making out, and, like, that seems pretty conducive, and, like, I think that would be fun. But as far as a scene goes, you have to, like, gloss all of that other stuff over. You have to make it look effortless and easy and, like, you know, aesthetically pleasing, and that's where it, I think it would be get difficult. Well, I think that's where disability can offer, like, can offer something different to scenes like I think that the messy side of sexuality because of disability can bring like I've seen some of the scenes you're in and I know that you've done like raw quote unquote raw gritty stuff because that's what people like the raw mm-hmm. gritty, the, like the, the look of like and I know that's all I know that's all produced to look that way but uh. there is something kind of interesting about the way 
the messiness of disability that could lend itself to a different genre of porn that is like, yeah. let's explore that messiness. Like, how many scenes do we see today where, where guys go, oh, I want it to look more real, I want it to look more authentic? Yeah. Like, well, people, that's the aesthetic these days is that everyone has their, their OnlyFans and so that the consuming public is used to and wants to see, you know, self-shot stuff that isn't overproduced and, like... And the one thing that I'm noticing is that, like, a lot of my scenes that get more traction, like the stuff that I'm publishing myself, is the stuff with, quote-unquote, real-looking people, you know, not not muscled, tattooed, you know, glossy, sort of tan bodies like they're Fairness. used to. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, exactly. And, I mean, I'm, I'm into all of those things. But, I, like, again, that's why I think you would be a really good porn actor in terms of disability, because you've been with with people in your in the scenes you self shoot and self produce and they're again they're not tanned or gloss or like yeah well it's it's because there's so much to to sexuality beyond like physical appearance like what feels good and what looks good generally are two very very different things like i like i like bigger boys i think they are fun i've seen your only fans i have watched the things (laughs) i know yeah, I think they're they're fun and they feel good and they're cuddly and squishy and like I just like you know it's it's not all about aesthetics like that and I think also people enjoy that because guess what most of the people who are consuming the porn don't look like us and like that's you know it maybe it provides them an opportunity to sort of like picture themselves in the scene or like with you know like their their favorite scene partner maybe it like sort of breaks down that barrier that like oh i could never hook up with that guy guess what i'll sleep with anyone so <laughs> amazing Ama- <laughs> um not quite sure how to segue out of that one <laughs> so anybody if you want to fuck jay austin you heard it here on disability after dark he will fuck anyone literally so- anyone as long, well, I mean, as long as we're, I'm attracted to you, and or so, I'm getting studio rate for it. <laughs> so when am I being flown out by you to do it only bit? I don't, I don't have the budget for that right now. But if you start a fan page, we can collaborate on something. If, I only shoot with people who can profit from. So this okay, my fan page would be a bunch of disability justice shit, and then maybe <laughs> occasional shots of my dick. Are we? <laughs> I've said this on Twitter a bunch of times when I like put it on Twitter. I was like, if I had only fans, it would literally be disability justice and like jerking off and, with tears. That would literally be like my. That's my only fans right there. Me sitting in my. Is chair. there a market for that? That's the other question. Is like, what is the in order to produce something commercially, there has to be enough people to buy it. Do you think that there are enough people to purchase? Nobody pays for porn anyway, so like. Yeah. What. How are we going to sell it? I mean, I don't think it's so much more... And yes, I understand the need for like commercial viability, but I oh. also think that it's more about... like that's If I could physically do an OnlyFans, and I can't because I can't hold a camera, whip out my dick. Yeah. Like, there's too many moving... Like, believe me, I've tried. I can't... Hold, I, can't <laughs> hold, I have tried. I can't hold a camera, whip out my dick, and, like, jerk off, and do all... I just, it's impossible... And yeah. I, I can't hire, like, friends to be like, hey, come on over and, like, do the things with me so that I can do, like, it's too intensive. So, but I think the way the scene would lo- would work 
whether it's the OnlyFans or hookup or whatever it is, is like to 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 have like it's not so much about commercial viability for disabled porn. I think it's about right now. It's about representation. Eventually, it's a it's a, it's a passion project. Yeah. Eventually, once we get to a point where disability is seen as equal in terms of sexuality and yeah. is seen as actually sexy because we're disabled, not because we're overcoming or any of that bullshit, because yeah. we're sexy, because we're like... <laughs> oh, good for you. <laughs> yeah, like, none of... I, I don't want to... Like, if I, if I wanted to go into the porn market right now and make a film where, like, the big, strong muscle god was, like, saving me from my disability... <laughs> oh, so, my God. Like... Somebody would be buying that shit, and I could make some dollars. But I don't want to do that. Like I want to, no. I want to do like you want to fuck me because I'm hot, and because and I'm in part of the part of what makes me hot is my disability. And so I think it's hard for people right now to see that translated on camera, and it's hard for people to be like, yeah, I'm gonna put my money down to watch yeah. this because I've been told time and time again that disability is not sexy so if i watch this am I, is it wrong that i'm watching this is it inappropriate that i watch this is it like yeah so like that's you know a question that that came up in my head is like obviously pornography is about fetishes and fetishizing specific things whether it's race or body type or you know dick size or you know whatever it is so it's like as soon as you enter that realm of 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 disabled actors, is it exploitative? Is it, you know, fetishizing disability? If if it's if it's you doing it, if it's you producing it, if it's a person with a disability, then I feel like you can kind of get around some of that. But if it's like, say, a major studio hired you for a shoot and they called it like what, Big Dip Crips and wheelchairs, like <laughs> I would be so there for that. <laughs> Give me your connections. <laughs> Let's make that shit happen. I'm 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 shooting at the major studio in a couple weeks. I will I will throw just my name down. Blow the idea. I I just kind of want to ask what like an actual studio's view on the thing would be because like in the past, like I'm trying to think of examples of of people with disabilities in porn, and like I've known a couple of little people who have done porn, and that is a disability, but it's also like as far as fetishized disabilities, it has, like, a, a track record of being fetishized. Like, that yeah, is a thing. and it's such a tough line because in many ways, like, we just did it. I call myself Big Dick Crip. I call myself, yeah. like, Bear in a Chair. I call myself, like, you know, I play with all these things and I do it myself. And so part of me, was, part of me wants to give that major studio those titles and say, yeah, fucking run with that and let's make, yeah. it, like, let's make it a brand and let's run with it as far as we can because... I think when it comes to sexuality and disability, especially in porn, you and even you, like your your thing and your and your job is to be like the nerdy, sexy, like chef slash go go dancer slash I also suck dick on camera. Like that's your Yeah. That's it's your the brand. It's your brand. And so I'm doing the same thing when it comes to disability. And yeah. like, he, he like I'm the nerdy, sexy, hot disabled like I'm doing the same thing. So I think it can be it's tough because where do you draw the line? And I think I'm, I'm reaching a point where I enjoy more than anything pushing that envelope and seeing how far I can get before someone's like, no, 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 it's too much. It's got to stop. Like, but it's fun to play with that because so many people are, so many people put boundaries on disabled people and it's fun for me to be like, fuck your boundaries. Watch what I'm doing. Watch the thing I'm doing. Yeah. 
Would like, is there any worry? Like, I, one thing that pops into my head is like, if we were to shoot a scene together, you know, do, would I become the actor that fucked that guy in the wheelchair and like that's it? And then that it was like that. That was the end of my long and illustrious career. Like, what? okay, if you were that guy, how would you feel about it? Like, how would like because I do to have ruined my career to improve visibility of disability in porn, like. I guess, I mean, I'd like to think I feel good about it, but also I'd be broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, there, I mean, there is some, there's some, there's a, there's an, like, I would say if, if and when we do the scene, because it's happening, it's happening. Somebody fucking figure that shit out. Um, when we do the scene or when we just hook up as friends, because that's also happening. Um, when those things happen, I think there's, I think you can ride that out a little bit and be... <laughs> So many puns. You can write that. So what? Then I then I do then we do like a whole series and like well, we. But I think like I think you know what I think we lean into that to that niche market a little bit. And we play with that. Like if we can, if we or somebody X can create can create porn around disability that is respectful, tasteful, and artsy as fuck. I'm there for it. Like, I don't care if you fetishize me because guess what? I do it to myself all the time to get dick. I have yeah. to. So why not? I think everybody does. Like, that's how that's how you get attention on, like, on hookup apps and stuff like that is by fetishizing yourself, by, like, playing up. You know, if you have abs, then you take a picture of just your abs. Like, if you're a big dick crib, that's what you put in your profile. So it's like everyone does it all the time. Yeah, but when, you know, when somebody who's marginalized does it, it all of a sudden becomes like, oh, how dare yeah. you? Like, yeah. oh no, goodness me, like, clutching my pearls out of fear that you, how dare you? Like, yeah, yeah so it's, but I think for your career, it would be great, because it would show that you have the balls, quite literally, to to be like, I'm going to fuck this disabled guy on camera, A, because he's hot, and B, because there needs to be that representation, like... Mm-hmm. I think I'm like already like working towards that way with like just you know not casting only you know the type porn people in my stuff and I think I think you know maybe I can work up to that and maybe we can get there and I think it would be best though if like there was a co-op or like group owned studio of people with disabilities who had an interest in either acting in or producing it needs to it needs to benefit people with disabilities directly you know it can't be a a non-disabled owned studio producing all of this and like reaping the, the benefits yeah no I, you know? I, I totally agree with that and i like i know there are people across the world who want to i've seen them in documentaries and i've talked to a few of them I know there are disabled people out there that want to do porn, and I know there are little projects coming. Mm-hmm. Done with me and them, cough, cough, sad, sad face. I, I want to be in all of them, but I like, but I do think that the idea of, of creating a non-profit studio that is run by disabled people again, it it it's a great idea. The trouble is that disabled people, disabled people have no money. We unfortunately have great ideas because yeah. because our system is fucking ableist and ridiculous we don't come into these conversations with any kind of capital other than I have a great idea. Somebody yeah. else give me the dollars to make it go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think for your career to be the first guy to fuck the big dick curve on camera, I'm, I'm there for that. Let me know when 
I'm ready to sign the things, and I'll be. Uh, <laughs> I'll get it. I'll get a two two seven two two five seven filled out for you. Don't worry. Fantastic, awesome. Um, how, but how do you think a scene like that would look? Given that, like, I'm I'm a wheelchair user. I can't get out of my chair. I need a lot of help. Like, there's a lot of like I've seen blocking in porn. And I know what that kind of looks like. Um, mm-hmm. And I know the lighting and all those things. How do you think a studio would handle all those things if Andrew was like, "Oh, I need an assistant to position me here"? Like, um, I don't know. I don't know if like, cause I mean, productions right now, studio productions are already such a big deal. Like, I can be on set for like ten, twelve, fourteen hours as it is, and that's with two, you know, like able-bodied adult men like walking around and like we're we're already we already need so much help and like so much taken care of so like it doesn't seem like it'd really be that much of a stretch logistically like or you know working with with studios like kink and stuff like that you know there is a lot of like hardware and and ropes and chains and like accessories that go along with it so like that sort of fits into having your you know, your chair and your equipment there. So I don't really see, logistically, I think a large studio would have the ability to make it happen. It would be long and be arduous. And I will let you know that studio shoots are generally far less fun than than the, like, one-off, you know, hookups and, like, and like OnlyFans material. That would be, I would say we would start with something like that. And the way that would look would be we would have sex the way you normally have sex. Like, there wouldn't be production, there wouldn't be lights, it would just be, like, we'd set up a camera in the corner of the room and, like, just go for it. And it would be awkward and messy and we might giggle and stop and, like, I can edit that stuff out later if we don't like it. But also, lately, I've been leaving a lot of that stuff in, like, the the weirdness and, like, the goofy and the accidental stuff. I know where you're going. I know where you're going because we talked off the air. I will leave that to the imagination of the listeners, but I know where you're going. Um, but no, I think I get. But again, like I said earlier, I think the messy side of this is so much more sexy than the polished side, and disability allows for. You Are know, you unique in that viewpoint, though? Do you think our potential consumers feel the same way? I think if you show them something that's messy and sexy, they'll their minds get changed. I think mm. we've been so especially with gay and queer men or male-identified people, we've been so pigeonholed into this really clean, this really sanitized version of what gay sex is. Like, yeah. I'm gonna, we're going to make out for two minutes, then I'm going to suck your dick for two minutes, and then I'm going to eat you out, and then, I'm gonna, and then one of us is going to get fucked, and then the scene is over. Like, yeah, and there will be no poop, no blood, yeah, there will be no bodily fluids. You can't <laughs> laugh about it, and you need to look like exactly this way and like none of that's reality and i think what's really fascinating around disability with and the the idea of putting disability in this in this space is that like we can be messy as fuck i'm not saying we would we would have like shit on our faces and and we'd be laughing about it but i'm saying like we could stuff like that could happen and it wouldn't deter from these two people like each other it's okay yeah i know who would shoot it both both of our scenes. Go on. Isabel Isabel Dresler. She's Izzy is the most talented videographer and photographer in adult film right now. 
and I know that Izzy would bring would make it look beautiful and I could kind of like see it already like I think we would tease the fact that you were in a chair like it would maybe open with like just like close-up cross shot and then like hand on zipper and then like giant member coming out of pants and then like fellatio and then like pull out to andrew or wait what's your stage name what is my okay this is (laughs) this is the thing that i have been thinking about for like a good two years oh my god so I've, i've been obsessed with the name ben since i was like 14 so it probably and the first street i ever lived on was wellington street so I think it might be Ben Wellington, maybe? It, make, it makes you sound like a beef Wellington. <laughs> Which is also awesome, because my dick is huge. It makes you sound like you're wrapped in puff pastry. <laughs> also true, I'm a little bit, <laughs> I'm a little bit cushy, because of the design, so none of that's incorrect. So that, ben Wellington. Or, or like Ben Wells or something. But also, what the, if we're going by grade 8 standards here, my uh, my dog's name was Flash. Flash Wellington. Yeah, Flash. I like Flash like, Wellington. It makes you sound like a superhero. That's I know. <laughs> Which again would be ironic because everybody thinks disabled people are superheroes. So I could play with that whole fucked. Mm-hmm. I could play with that whole fucked up thing about how people are like, oh my god, you're so courageous and so strong. Um, and it's weird that I that I just said courageous because like 20 minutes ago, I was on the phone with the the business card people getting my re- my branding re- redone and so i sent them my card and then the guy types in oh your your brand is so courageous and i was like what i just want my business cards like oh. <laughs> what does it mean your brand is oh like you you are you have courage for what putting disability in my i don't, I don't know it was just very weird and i just thought i'd bring it up as a weird aside for everybody to be like what are they talking about oh that's funny that's what's happening um but i think no, I mean, so so I, I like this. I like the idea of like the the teasing the disability a bit. I like, I like the. I w- would want to work with somebody, and I don't know Izzy, but I've heard her laugh on the cuts you put in. <laughs> um, I would love to. If you want to have a part two of this, I'd love to chat with her about stuff and. Yeah, and I should be clear. Um, I'm bad at this. Izzy is non-binary so he they prefers non non non-specific uh oh yep now i know that and i will change all yeah things. but i'm bad at it too i'm terrible um but yeah is he is he they z zim zer all over it thank <laughs> daddy, you so, daddy, yeah, just write daddy awesome. daddy drizzler so hey daddy does and i know they'll be listening to this because you will show them this because we've Absolutely. Talked um, about them now for like five minutes. So. <laughs> but yeah, no, Izzy would do a really good job with it. Um, I'll send you some links to some more of uh, their work. Awesome. So I'm going to segue out of that. I'm not quite sure how because I keep envisioning like us fucking on camera and it's getting me a little bit excited. I'm not going to lie. Um, what do you think the gay porn industry needs to do to welcome disabled performers in? If we were to have that co-op and that collective that we, like, imagined, how would we present this to, like, the other people in the industry to be like, look, these these actors and these people that want to do this deserve a spot. They're just as sexy as you, probably more so. Cuff, cuff, that's the truth. Um, yeah. Give them a, like, how do you think we would, they, that, how do you think 
the gay porn industry can be allies to the disabled community and how do you think and what do you think that the industry needs to do or could do God, it doesn't seem like the industry is allies to anyone right now so i think like they they don't even get along with each other let alone like i've seen twitter welcoming yeah right it's i think i think the best way to to have that conversation is 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 by you know success is by proving that we had like a marketable product and that it there the performers are deserving of the opportunity as well as you know the the success that hopefully at that point we had you know to come into something with a conversation without having any product or like having anything to, to show, I think it would be impossible. I think you'd have to be like, Hey, look at this. We did this cam show and it was really successful. Or like, this is my only fans. And like, I have so many fans and counting and like, just to prove that it was viable before you even got into it. Yeah. And like, I know, I know, you know, between, between Izzy and I, like we are already capable of making better than studio quality product. So I think it wouldn't be that hard to, like, show them something that, like, even put their stuff to shame. Look, if OnlyFans was a little bit more accessible, I'm going to throw it, I'm going to just say it, because whatever, it's my show. If that platform was slightly more accessible, <laughs> the supporting, people would support that shit way. So yeah, it's not, it's not super conducive. Um, I know it's, like, difficult, and, like, people have problems with credit card processing and stuff like that. Because they said to you a trillion times, like, I want to give you my money every month for the things, and I can't because you're... Anyway. anyway um, That's annoying. So, uh, but do you think that, do you think that the, the, so, so you think the gay porn actors are not really allies to anyone, which is really kind of sad, and speaks to, like, the misogyny and, and the issues that we have? And I, I will say that a lot of us performers and a few individuals from the production side of things, I have a really good family with them. You know, I have some of the the closest bonds that I've, I've made, you know, in recent years were through my porn family, but studios as a whole, as an entity, they don't, they don't even really like exist anymore. They're all owned by someone else. Like, you know, men.com and Bromo are all owned by MindGeek, which is like a subsidiary of Brazzers. So it's like, they're not, they're in it for themselves. They own like three quarters of the gay porn studio. So like, it's not, they have nothing to gain unless, unless they see that they have something to gain from it. I feel like it would be really tough unless it was like, here are our performers. Like, okay. So here's everybody who has a fetish for disabled people come out of the woodwork right now. Yeah, for sure. Support that shit. And let's get like, I am not even kidding. Let's figure that shit out because I think, look, I will take your fetish money to make a studio that's fucking awesome and to do something that is, because it really is, because, you know, and why I'm so really passionate about this and I really, really, all of a sudden right now, I'm like, wow, I really want to do this because not only do I want to sleep with you, um, (laughs) I also think... Hey, if if I had a quarter for everyone who started a studio just to hire me. (laughs) I mean, right? Shit. Um, But no, but I think, like, the conversation around sex and disability seems to always start and end with a conversation with a th- mm. with a theoretical conversation that doesn't go any further than that and when it comes to porn and disability there are a few studios like crash pad has done some cool stuff with disability there's a, a few things that i've seen but it 
has you have to send me some links i haven't seen I, I haven't really looked for it either though for shame i hope that our I, friendship changes all that i know i don't know now i mean that's, not, that's how it usually goes though is that like i don't know that i have a, a a fetish or you know something that turns me on until i do it in a scene and i'm like oh my god i like ice, ice cubes up my butt <laughs> wow okay um i'm gonna have to slide into your dms and show you some more things to make you yes please do more interested in I meant things about me, but okay, good. Um, so, but I no, but I'm I I really it's really nice to chat with somebody who's open to having that conversation, and to seeing where that'll go. As far as like, you know, disabled performers go, like what other what other disabilities are like what other you know like what what is what is our parameters there. Like, where does it become impractical or unethical or... It doesn't. As long it as doesn't. I, I think as long as the other person is consenting and understands what they're doing and, and lays out exactly what their needs are and what their disability is, yeah. there's, the sky's the limit because there are sensory disabilities there which could make for really interesting porn about, like, you can't touch me there because it hurts or you can't touch me this way because it hurts or... or I like pain this way, so do this. Like there are some really in- interesting ways that non-visible disabilities can could be used in porn to yeah. elevate the type of porn we're watching. <laughs> like there's disability offers porn so much, mm. and that they don't even realize. Like they're they and again, the the performer would have to be consenting, and they would have to know that they're fetishizing themselves a little bit, and once you get over those hurdles, then it should be all right. It will take time to get there, but I think we have to look at every single disability and say, yeah, you could be in a porn, here's why. Like, mm-hmm. let's, and I've said this before, people need to realize that there is capital in being crippled. There's, there's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of, of there's a whole unmined, untapped resource of like stuff that, disabled people can offer any industry really but especially an industry where you want to get naked and show me who you really are great let me like hear yeah it's kind of surprising that like it hasn't been more prevalent or like more you know publicized just because like you know porn is all about sort of sort of celebrating oddities and stuff like that like the biggest dick or the biggest ass or like you know who can take the most like you know it's a it's a it's a business of extremes so it kind of makes sense are you (laughs) <laughs> all of the above no i think i'm just i think like you said my brand is just candid nerdy person that happens to have a six-pack <laughs> i've seen it it's nice <laughs> um but no, then I, I but i think also like i agree with you there really needs to be there needs to be like like i don't remember what we were talking about you were saying something about go back to what you're saying um, the, just that, that uh, the adult industry is already sort of uh, uh, a safe haven for extremes and oddities and like you know the you know weird thing not weird things but like out of the ordinary yeah and, and so it seems like it would have been you know a safer place for people with disabilities but it, and it's sort of surprising to me that it hasn't become that already I think it's because studios don't know what to do with that studios are like whoa we have to be respectful and we have to be can't touch that that's too dangerous or we'll lose all our market if we put that disabled guy in there like 
Oh no. But like look at the stuff that they're already doing. I mean, they're already like fetishizing like rape and 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 you know, domination and like, you know, non-consent and stuff like that. How is that any less crazy? I mean, that I would I would argue that anything that is like you know, gives the idea of non-consent or, or, or rape or domination is more touchy than than having a disabled actor. Like, oh yeah, and that's I, crazy, I, right? I agree, but the studio, the studios have no idea what to do with that because, and again, most disabled people have either a belly or are super skinny or have different body types that don't allow for immediate bankability. Like, you go to the gym and you... Mm. do things to keep yourself you know porn star ready whereas mm. some disabled people myself included can't do that and so yeah like i my bankability is my dick but nobody wants to like get down like get on that right away because I, I can't do a slow scene where i take up my shirt and like i tease it out someone else has to do that for me so there's there's like a studio probably wouldn't know how to how like i couldn't do a solo scene because it would take five other people yeah like yeah but it's like it's i know for me and my example is always with cooking is that like limitations force you to be creative and generally the final product that you end up with is better than had you no limitations to begin with like you put two sexy guys in a room you know they will make a scene and it's going to be blah but if you put you know oh and that's the other question is like is it going to be disabled on disabled is it going to be abled on disabled or disabled unabled or too abled and disabled like is it is it like that where you know there's a there's a site that came out recently noir mail and they caught some flack for the positioning of the african-american models which is what this site is supposed to be you know celebrating you know they're always top they're always the big dick top and it's like is that you know it's just so funny like i mean how would that work like so i think i think it has to be on a performer by performer basis like if they yeah if you have to say like hey what's your what's your niche and go from there but i i, like, I don't the first thing i ever do will be me topping you because that's what i want so i'm putting that out there in the universe and i'm gonna just it's on my vision board of sex i want to have um and you're number one just so feel super honored and don't be weird about that. Uh, but no, I'm not. Like, I'm not sure what it would be. And I think I think it could be all the things. And I think that if the disabled performer can get an X Y position, then that's what we'll do. It'll be whatever it is. Like, yeah, I don't mind being a slutty, subby, disabled bottom. Like, I'm cool with that. Like, I, that none of that phases me. And I think whatever the performer can do with yeah. their disability, that we should capitalize on that. Yeah. I think for visibility-wise, it would make most sense for there to be, like, an established, able-bodied performer, such as myself, in, at least in, like, the first ones, because that's how you're going to get people to see it. Yeah. Is that it's going to be, like, look at this established person doing this sort of, like, anti-establishment stuff. Well, and it also, like, if, if, if the people that consume porn see that, like, this is the eyeballs on that yeah. are also really important. So people see hot fucking Jay Austin fucking Andrew Gerza yeah. on camera. Again, putting it out there in the universe, somebody make it happen. Ben, ben the Beef Wellington. Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> slash, slash Beef. 
<laughs> Where are you going with that? <laughs> slash slash beef Wellington slash Ben. I don't know whoever the fuck I am. You know the eyeballs. The eyeballs that see that it sends, uh. it sends a big message that like I. It sends the message that I'm willing to try this. Yeah. And that even though I may still be an ableist douchebag, I'm not saying you are, but if the person was, then at least they're learning, like, you're learning from that experience, too, of, like, how to do all that. I mean, let's be very clear. Through talking to you and through, like, kind of informing myself, I realize that I am ableist in a lot of ways, and I do things like that, and I don't think well, about it. Just Say that one more time super loud so everybody can hear you say because it, it's super important what you just said. I'm an ableist and I didn't even realize it. <laughs> Thank you so much. No, but, and you know, you tweeted me one day and you were like, I don't know what I said to you. I think I was trying to flirt with you or like, basically I was trying, I was trying to be like, I want to see you with your clothes on. Um, and you were like, you know, I just want you to know that I've done some ableist things and thank you for the stuff you put out because I'm realizing it now and I, I'm curious like, what do you realize you've done that is ableist and you didn't know? I mean, just like, you know, not considering whether an establishment is accessible before I invite a friend in a wheelchair. Or like, you know, just just not paying consideration to, to the fact that other people have different needs. Most, it mostly comes down to mobility and like accessibility and stuff like that and the things that I would never consider and like... You know, just just the fact that I go about my day-to-day -day life not giving a fuck whether people who aren't as able-bodied as me can do what I do makes me an ableist. Like, that's, there's so much to that. I mean, nobody would get anything done if we thought about all the things that we can do that other people can't. Like, we're all very blessed in, in very different ways. But... Hashtag blessed big dick crib. Yep, there, there you is. go. Done. But it's like, you know, you just... You just make you seeing you talk about it makes me realize, and seeing you retweet other things, and like I forget what the exact thing that you had said that made me realize it, but it was basically you were just calling everyone out for being ableist, and like it was it was true because it made me think about it. Um, well, I'm glad that I could do that, and that's something that I do literally on a daily basis, hourly basis. Yeah, is calling out ableism, but what I and that's why I love stumbling into you because I expected, given that given your persona online, and this is before talking to you, before getting to know you, your persona is hot, able-bodied white guy with a with you know a nerdy, able-bodied white guy who sucks dick, and so my my initial thought was like, ah, this guy won't, he won't, talk. it'll be whatever, it'll be a one-off, we'll say hello, it'll be he won't engage it, and we'll be done. But I was pleasantly just so kind of excited that you want... And I was excited for a number of reasons, and I'll be quite honest about the fact that you're hot. And it's nice to have the hot guy talking to the disabled guy who he wouldn't normally talk... There is, there is a moment of, like, my own internal ableism where, like, oh, I'm talking to the hot porn star. Look at me, like, rah-rah, I'm in... I'm, I, you know what I mean? So it was nice, yeah. it was nice to, like in between all of our activism, it was nice to be like, yeah, he's also hot, and, like, in my fantasy world, we'd be fucking, and that's great. But, like, so there is some, there is some other internalized ableism stuff going on there. Hmm. I didn't even thought about that, either. Or, like, or, like, if I 
you know, I like to go out of my way to make people who are generally less visible feel included and stuff like that. Like, that's one of my favorite things to do when I'm go-go dancing is to see someone who is clearly by themselves or alone or lonely or, like, not fitting in and, like, try to include them. Is that me, like, being a douchey, (laughs) douchey, like hot able-bodied person by being like oh i'm going to bless you with my time or like my attention like i don't want to be that guy either like it's a tough sell because you don't want to be that guy but i also i want that attention like there's a part of me in my internal in my my internal when you deserve that attention too because you're like you're an awesome guy and you're hot and like you're intelligent and funny and like you deserve the attention i'm gonna play that part back in my head every day well, thank you. I appreciate that. But, I mean, it doesn't happen very often. So when a, like, when a hot, able-bodied guy wants to give me any kind of attention, I'm all over it because I want to feel like this is what all my peers are supposedly doing. Unfortunately, the internet shows gay men that all of us are, like, at the beach with our shirts off and we're, like, with our, yeah. with our buddies and, at, at like, as I die on the, I'm not editing any of this out, so this will be great. Um... <laughs> You know, we're at the beach with our friends, or we're like, we're like on a cruise at, at a circuit party. Yeah, yeah. I'm, the, I'm in the back room sucking some dick, and I'm like, and then I'm gonna go have brunch with the same guys, and we're all like, <laughs> we're all like brothers, and we're all like a wolf pack, and like fuck. Like, so, as a disabled person, I see that, and I get so upset because I'm like, I don't have that. Most of my nights are, to be really honest with you listening to murder podcasts and producing my like, <laughs> that's pretty much what I do um, so I, I want that attention from the hot able bodied guy because I, I never had it well I'm happy to give it to you and like for the record that is not my life either right now I live in somebody's basement in Stewartville Minnesota while I do hard kitchen labor for 12 hours a day and then and then come home and produce my own content and stuff like that. So like we we're in a fairly similar boat right now. I mean, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's not too far off. But it, but well, that's that's nice to know because I mean, you're, but again, your content for the mm. most, for the most part is because your brand is is go go nerdy porn star guy. Mm-hmm. Your content is still like I'm sucking this dick. Here's my like. Yeah. And the most of us that are queer or gay or non-binary or whatever it is in, in this community are not doing that. And especially not the disabled person with like a high sex drive and no access to their own body. So it can be like, like for instance, I wanted to jerk off today and I couldn't do it. And it was really annoying. Cause I was like, that what? fucking sucks, bro. Like, my, I want to bust a nut right now, but I can't because I can't get my pants down. I can't get my dick out. Like, I'm not calling my, my, like, attending care worker to be like, excuse me, can you just, like, I'm not, I'm not, I won't do it, like, I, like, I could do it, but I won't, so, like, it's really frustrating when I see my quote-unquote peers looking like they're living their best gay life, and me mm-hmm. being like, oh, all I want to do is, like, bust a nut. So, like, on that note, like, if we do start producing content with and for disabled people like it might not even be 
for manual masturbation, which is how I kind of imagine most porn being consumed, because in a lot of those cases, they wouldn't even be able to. But it's still, you're still watching it. It's still, like, exciting and, like... Look, I've, full disclosure, I've come from watching your stuff without touching myself. So, I mean, it's happened. It's rare. What? But it's, like, no... A few weeks ago, I watched one of your scenes with I can't remember who. I don't know. I was watching. I was watching some of your shit because I support you in all the ways. And so I'm the best. Just say it right now. Yep, I know. You're the best for sure. That's right. Um, but I was watching some of your stuff, and I just came. And then, but then there's the immediate embarrassment of like, oh, great. Now I'm sitting in a pool of my own jizz. What am I supposed to do with that? Fuck. You should have recorded it and then put it on OnlyFans. I should have recorded it and just sent it to you and been like, hey, I just came thinking of you. Here you go. XO. Love. <laughs> love. B flat. Oh my god. B flat. Slash. Flash the slash. Ben the B flat. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, but no, I think I think that also brings up a good point of like, how do you consume. How do you create porn for an, an audience that might not be able to manually stimulate? What do you. What is yeah. That? Would it change the way you you produce? I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I think you still, because it's all about like the fantasy, and then you know, it's 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 more in the head than it is, you know, external. That's true. And what did you say about head? Because uh, <laughs> but a one track mind. Yeah. I'm really good with my mouth. <laughs> Noted. Um. Make a note, put it in the back of your notebook. I'm seeing you write it down right now. I'm, I'm so there for it. Uh, uh, I don't have anything else to say, but I wanted to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy donut hole making day, which is not a euphemism at all, sadly. No. Um, really appreciate that you wanted to have this conversation. And it really it warms the cockles of my crippled heart that we... No, but really, though, it, it makes me really excited to even talk with you about doing stuff like this because I genuinely wanted to have it and I think it's important and to know that somebody with your privilege could assist in, in something that important to be out in the world is it's a big fucking deal so mm. I appreciate that yeah of course man. thank you thank you for having me it's a good conversation to have and I'm happy to 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 talk about it and you know brainstorm on, on how to make it feasible and and tasteful and pretty and hot and sexy and profitable. <laughs> we should, seriously, yes. Um, but how do people get a hold of you? How can they follow you on the things? How do, how do people get a hold of you? Um, you can check out my personal website, which is jaustin.xxx, and that has links to all of my fan pages and my social media and my store. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Or support me on OnlyFans or Just for Fans at uh, at J A Y X Austin. Fantastic, Jay. Well, it was again such a pleasure talking to you. I'm sure we'll talk more and we'll retweet and tweet each other and be the deliciously disabled dorks <laughs> that we are with each other. Um, but thank you so so much for for taking the time today and thank you for being on Disability After Dark. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Now, wasn't that, like, the sexiest interview that has ever happened on this show? It's definitely one of them. And I am so grateful that there are people in this industry who are willing to have real 
conversations about this stuff and really consider it. And I was so turned on when he was like telling us about how the scene might look between he and I. And I know that he was turned on too. And, and Jay, I know you're listening to this, so I hope you have all the boners about my big dick trip. And thank you all for listening to that as we kind of played out our little fantasy in the audio moment there. But I, I'd love to make it real. And I, I want that studio that co-op that we talk about to become a real thing. So if you are a disabled person and you want to get into porn and it's something that is important for you for your sexuality or for your for your feeling of self-esteem, for you to feel sexually, sexually, sexually liberated as a disabled person, be in touch with us and let's you, me, and Jay talk about this stuff more openly and get more people involved in this creation because... I think it's really critically important and to have somebody with Jay's privilege, using that privilege to create change for disabled people who want to be porn stars and who want to be like, I can fuck just like you and it's hot just like you. I think that would be really, really fun. And so be in touch with us. Okay, so now as promised before I log off, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the teaser for when I was a disabled kid. I love this teaser. I produced it myself. I had somebody from Fiverr named Jesse, who's really awesome, do the audio for me. I had somebody from Fiverr uh, create the, the logo for the, the show for me. I'm really excited for this show. It drops October 14th, the first episode. If you are disabled and you had a childhood, you're eligible to be a guest on the show. I want to hear from you. Again, shameless plug, email me at whenIwasADisabledKid at gmail.com, and I would love to have you on the show. So here's the teaser, and come back for more Disability After Dark next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. This is a show about what it was like to be a disabled kid. Hi, my name is Andrew Gerza, and I am a disability awareness consultant and crippled content creator. I'm a wheelchair user, and I live with cerebral palsy. I decided to start when I was a disabled kid because I am fascinated by the stories and experiences of disabled people. This show will explore the growing pains of growing up disabled, the sometimes funny, sometimes awkward, and sometimes defining moments with our disabilities that turned us into the awesome disabled people that we are today. Join me each week as we go back in time and share what happened when I was a disabled kid. Available. Sunday, October 14th, wherever you get your podcast. Alright, so that's another episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability. I'm, of course, your host, Andrew Gerza. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of this. If you want to follow my work, you can head on over to www.andrewgerza.com or follow me on Twitter at Andrew Gerza. You can also follow the Disability After Dark podcast on Twitter by following DisAftDarkPod. You can also follow our Facebook page, facebook.com slash disabilityafterdark. It would also be super awesome if you could leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts so more people can hear about the show. And if you are able and want to support the show, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com slash 
cripple content. This way we can do do things like get better equipment. You help me make a living doing this thing. You help support content made but made by and for people with disabilities. So I can't thank you enough. And you can pledge whatever you can and as little as $1 a month to make it as financially accessible as possible. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you again next time right here on Disability After Dark. Copyright Notice Disability After Dark was presented, created, and produced by Andrew Gerza and Crippled Content Creations with music by Chris Ujiuchi. Any and all materials, including graphics, audio recordings, and music are property of the owner and cannot be used or distributed without express permission. Copyright Crippled Content Creations 2018